The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Man, it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. But wow, what kind of trouble are we having in Tallahassee? Last week we talked about this young man hitting a young lady at a nightclub. This week, the president of the Florida State Thrasher goes and talks to Jimbo Fisher. And Jimbo Fisher says, no more nightclubs for you guys. Now, I'm going to tell you something, Coach. The first time I went to the Sugar Bowl, we got there and Jimmy Johnson told our team, he said, hey, you guys go here, go here, and go here. And when you get to this point on Bourbon Street, I want all of y'all to turn around and go back. Now, what did you think we did? Coach, it didn't happen. <laughs> Soon as we got to that spot on Bourbon Street, you can see, hey, we want to see what's on the other side, man. So I guess when you tell grown men, who guys who think they're grown because they're 21 or 22 years old, you tell them they can't go to a nightclub in Tallahassee. So what do they do? They go to a nightclub in Quincy or they go to a nightclub in, um, in Georgia or, or, or somewhere else. Come on, this, this, this to me it makes no sense. You got to get better control of your athletes. And I don't mean it like that, control of your athlete. You got to get a better grip on the program because this seems like it's a program issue and it's spreading rampantly in Tallahassee because a lot of these guys have gotten away with a lot of stuff, Coach. Well, Coach, they, they saw their, hey, did it hurt Jameson? Did it hurt him from being drafted number one? I mean, he had a lot of smoke around him the whole time the last two years. It didn't affect his ability to get drafted the number one pick in the in the NFL. You're right. You're right. Um, I'm a kid. I'm a kid there. I'm thinking, hey, I, I can get away with it too. Yeah. 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 And, um, hey, Coach, um, this didn't just start. This this, this, this this whole situation did not just start, um, Coach. Uh, you know, let's go way back to, um, um, you remember when this kid, Warwick, got caught taking clothes from Dillard's where he'd go into Dillard's and he'd basically get two or $3,000 worth of clothes and he'd pay $60 to the lady that worked at Dillard's. I mean, this was in 1999, Coach. You know, I, I mean, this, yeah. Is, yeah. This, is, this is not something that, that just jumped off in Tallahassee. You know, and, and when we look at the situation with um with Jameis Winston, this kid just got those crabs and walked out the store. I mean, it, it was just a gentleman's walk out the store. 
I mean, it was not like he he was afraid or, or nervous or anything. So I look at these situations, and, and you got to say this is a this is this is a a, um, a problem oh. that that has got that these guys have gotten away with for a long time, and uh, and I think it's, it's when you get away with something for so long, it's hard to reel it in. You know, you know, I'll never forget when I first became a teacher many, 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 many years ago, this lady told me, she said, Mr. Oliver, make sure you hard at first because it's always easy to lighten up. But it's hard to get hard after you've been here for about six months. And I think that's what's happening with Jimbo Fisher. You know, now, you know, he, he inherited a great program. You know, one of the greatest coaches in the history of college football coached the program before he got there, Bobby Bowden. So he didn't inherit a bunch of junk or no trash or no slouch. He inherited a great program. And I can tell you this right now, too. Bobby Bowden ran that program probably with an iron fist and a whole lot tougher and stricter than Jimbo Fisher did. And when you've been run by an iron fist for many, many years, and then all of a sudden the iron fist is gone and somebody else steps in, they are never as hard as that old school guy that he replaced. And I think you see now some of that. The, the, some of that happening, um, you know, um, a little bit of a little bit of tension has been released from from Dimbo, Dim, Jimbo Fisher with the program, and now that little bit of tension is 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 just oozing out, oozing out, and we're going to see probably more and more of these problems um, with this program. And I'm sure Jimbo Fisher is ready for the season to start. Oh, coach, you know he is. You know that he wants to get out of the paper for all this bad. Press, start putting some good press toward the program. Oh yeah, and 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 is it going to come Bef- before he? You know, I know he's looking around the corner saying, "What's going to be next?" Coach, his best running back and his best quarterbacker look like they're gone. Yeah, but hey, I, I'm you know, I don't doubt that Jimbo Fisher has a stable of athletes, and um, he just got the quarterback that the, the transfer from Notre Dame to come up in here come here and play for him in Tallahassee. Um, there is no doubt that he has at least three more running backs, maybe not as good as a kid cook, but they're good running backs. And I don't think he's going to miss much um, as far as that's concerned. But the reputation of the program is, is really, um, it's fallen. And, and no matter what, no matter how many kids act a fool and do stupid things, it's going to always come back to him. He, it's going to be a reflection on him because he is the head of the program. Well, I agree, Coach. And, and, and the buck stops with the head coach. Oh, yeah. He, he gets the wins. He gets the losses. He gets the good. He gets the bad. And, and now that, um, that the school president, Thrasher, has gotten involved in this situation, and, when, and you know he had to, had to speak out and say something, because um, you know, Florida State is is a world is a as a nationwide known nationally known program. Um, their football team is always up there in the top, um, and this seems to be the problem with with the football team. We don't hear this about baseball. We're not hearing this kind of stuff about basketball. But Florida State is having some issues with um, with um, with their football team. Yeah. Well, Coach, you know, um, I'm going to jump off of Jimbo Fisher for a minute. I'm going to leave him alone. Hey, Coach, I got just one thing to say. Go ahead. You ready? 
Yes. Happy birthday to <laughs> you. Happy birthday to you. Okay, hey, Coach. Happy birthday, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot. And, um, you know, I was 37 years old for a long time. And I said I might as well just turn 39 this year. So I'm 39 years old this year. Coach, you're looking yep. great. I was born in 1964, but I'm 39. You know, hey. Yeah. I held on to that 37 for just, I think I may have held on to that maybe a, maybe five years too long, six years too long. So now I'm just going to jump on 39 and uh, hang on to that for a few years and, and keep it moving. Coach, I think I think if anybody can do it, you can do it. <laughs> hey, Coach, you know, if you were, if you were um, lining up the best wide receivers in the National Football League, where would you put Des Bryant? Probably number one, Coach. I mean, he's he's he showed last year what he's capable of doing any and every time he wants to control a game. He's got that kind of ability. But you know, if he's going to hold out, I think uh, he's making a big mistake. Really, I'm not so sure if he's making a big mistake because I don't think this team can do without him. I think we have a call on the line, Matt. Do we have a call on the line? Yeah, Robbie, what's going on, Robbie? What's going on, Bill? Hey, man, loving life, loving life. Um, I'm 39 years old this year. I'm a little older than you, but I'm 39 years old. <laughs> I was 37 for so long till I just decided to just go up 39 this year. Yeah, I just heard that. I just heard yeah. that. <laughs> Happy birthday, you know, uh, Robbie. I know, I know you're a fan of that Florida State program, and um, uh, yes, and, sir. No, I'm not. <laughs> I know you're a fan of Tampa Bay, and I know Jameis Winston just came over there to Tampa. And, right, and, right, and, right, and right, I'm, right. I'm really happy that Jameis Winston left when he left. You know, he could have stayed for another year, but it wouldn't have been a, it wouldn't have been good. Right. Uh, and I think he's I think he made the, I know he made the right decision. He was the first player selected in the draft. Um, he's he's in Tampa now. I haven't heard anything negative about him. I heard I'm once looking, that he went I mean, through. I think he knows that people are waiting. Excuse me, waiting for him to do that. I mean, and and, and I, honestly, I I've got my fingers crossed, man. I don't want to speak too soon, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I haven't cheered for a Florida State guy since uh, Dion and work done, man. That's about it. You know? Yeah. But I uh, I'm ready. To, I'm I'm prepared to, to cheer for him, though. I really am. I'm optimistic. I feel I feel you. You know, um. Uh, did I read a story that Doug Martin is not going to be signed by that team? Um, no, he'll be there. He should be there at training camp. Okay, he should be there. There was some talk about that, but um, they uh, they really evaluated everything uh, as far as um, the new offensive coordinator and everything. They said he should be more effective in his system. So we will we'll see what happens with that as well. Now, Robbie, we were just talking about um, the top wide receivers in the game, and um, and and I, without a doubt, I think Des Bryant is up there. I think Calvin right Johnson is still he, he, up he's there. He's right up there, man. He's right up yeah, there. Des is right I, up there. I would agree. Me, now, me myself, I'm like a wide receiver with some size. You know what I mean? But Des is uh, Des is Des. You know, and, and it don't always take size because I mean, look at the guy in Pittsburgh. He's a uh, He's a strange bang too, man, but he's an animal out there on the field, man. You know? Yeah. A tough cover, very tough cover. Yeah. And 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 I tell you, man, um, you know, Tampa Bay has has two 
big receivers down there. And I'm talking yeah. about Mike Evans and, and Vincent Jackson, man. These two yeah. big guys are, are explosive. They're big. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'd have to put at least one, if not both of them, in the top ten receivers in the league. I'm trying to tell you, man. Cornerbacks better have a uh, better strap on their seatbelts. Uh, um, I'm telling you, man. I, I would agree. Guys, I mean, if, those if, two guys, along with the along with the, uh, the tight end that that was uh, hurt most of the year last year, he uh, he he should um, look for him to come in and play healthy. I mean, this guy six eight two sixty, tight end. You know what I mean? Along with Mike Evans and Mr. Jackson, you know. So I'm expecting big things, man. I really am. I I am too. I I really am, and um, and I really think this is going to be a good season for Tampa because they really have a quarterback now that can get the ball to these guys. They just have not had anybody that could get them the ball in the last, last five years. Yeah. We've had some offensive line issues, man, but uh, hopefully we've uh, rectified that as well. Anyway, you go into the game, 10, 11, 15, that's going to be a birthday present to myself. <laughs> My, um, is it the uh, is it the Tampa Bay game or the Miami? Yes, yeah, the, the uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Jacksonville at Tampa Bay. I'm sorry. Is it in Jacksonville? No, sir. It's in Tampa. Oh well, you guys are probably going to sell out. If it was in Jacksonville, I'd probably be going. You know, yeah, Jacksonville fans don't too. like to show up, but I don't, I don't know. Now Tampa Bay's too, been slacking a little bit lately too. And- mm-hmm. Yeah, I expect, awesome. I expect that to be a big game because that's one the one that Tampa Bay should win. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to fry no chicken and, and talk too much stuff too <laughs> early, man, you know, but um, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm just keeping it there. Keeping it there. What's the date of that game? 10, 11, 15. October 10th. Yes, sir. My birthday right. is the ninth, and I will celebrate it on Sunday. Hey, I feel you, man. You know, and 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 the season is upon us, guys. The season yeah, is camp upon us. Weeks, man. We going to that too. Yeah, it's, it's here. We have no choice. It's here. I'm you telling know? you. And, and and when we and when we look at that um at that Tampa Bay schedule, hey, it's favorable. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is. It is. But favorable. they're all pros, man. I ain't got to tell you guys that they're all pros, man. It, they got to go out there and they got to go and take it. And it's favorable, you know. You you know you you play uh, Minnesota on August fifteenth, Cincinnati mm-hmm. on on the twenty fourth, mm-hmm. on the twenty ninth. Y'all y'all play uh, Cleveland. We got yeah, we got Dallas coming here too. You know, we got some toughies on there too. We play in the NFC East this year. Okay, Cowboys, Giants. Am I correct? Yeah, right. We got the Carolina Panthers. You know. Texans are, um, you, you go to Texas, Carolina Panthers play, coming to Tampa. The, 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 the NFC, I mean, yeah, the NFC South is playing the AFC South and the NFC, look at the schedule. I'm not mistaken. You go to, the you go to Washington on um, October 25th. Okay, but uh, well, then, yeah, have, the NFC East. You have a bye Cowboys, after Eagles, that, um, Cowboys, after Eagles, uh, Redskins, and help me out. Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, Giants. Cowboys, Giants. There you go. Cowboys, yep. Eagles, Giants, and uh, yeah, there you go. That's the it. NFC East and the AFC South. 
That's wow. the way the entire NFC South. That's pretty much their schedule. You know what I mean? Except for some oddball yeah. games in there. You know what I mean? That they throw in there. But but pretty much it's just the AFC South and uh, the NFC East, which is no slouches, man. I mean, you got some people that that got plans to make noise themselves, man. You know, you might yeah, laugh at but, Washington and whatnot, but uh, but when we look at the first half of your schedule, you got you got um, the Vikings, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Miami, Tennessee, New Orleans, Houston, Carolina. And Jacksonville. Now, when we look at those teams, um, the only thing that only team that really has a uh, that, that throws a real threat up is the Carolina Panthers. I mean, Tennessee's still struggling, and you know they're not going to be going very far with a rookie quarterback. Drew Brees is almost you, you hate the thought of it, but Drew Brees is, is on his way down. He's on the backside of his career. Yeah, yeah. So can't count him out, though, man. Don't no, take him you like can't. That. He will. You will put one between your eyes, boy. Yep. And in the second half of your season, you got the Redskins, the Falcons, the Giants, the Cowboys, Philadelphia, um, Indianapolis, Atlanta again, New Orleans again, the Rams, Chicago, and Carolina Panthers. Now, hey, that first part of the season, the first half of the season, I could really see Tampa Bay maybe losing one or two, maybe losing two games. Now, if they could have a strong first half and only lose two games, I think they could go into the second half of the season with hopes of possibly making it to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward to those uh, Atlanta games, man, how our coordinator approaches that, you know. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to Atlanta games. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, man, over the weekend I was in, um, I was in um, Orlando, Florida, and I actually had a chance to work at the Devin Hester football camp where we had over 600 kids at Olympia High School to meet Devin Hester to work out and um, some kids actually had a chance to run against Devin Hester he let none of them beat him but um, (laughs) (laughs) and and then you know and and just to hang out with Devin and be a part of his camp was was a a great experience for me yeah, but to see the kids out there and just see so many of them, and every one of them got a got a shirt and a and an opportunity to do some workouts and drills with some uh, with some current right. NFL players and some That's former cool, NFL players cool. and some I age like guys I, like I, me. You hear you know all of that other you hear all of the crap that, that that these guys do. You know what I mean? But yeah. you don't hear stories like this. You know what I mean? You exactly. don't hear that. Exactly, and I mean, and he he did a he did an awesome job, man. And um, he got up and and he talked to the parents. And uh, at the end of the camp, he had a a Q and A Q&A session where the kids were able to ask him all kind of questions and ask the um, current players and former players questions. It, it was it was a great experience. Um, I was happy to be a part of it. And uh, and Devin is a is a is a real nice guy. Hey, Robin, we got to take a quick commercial break, man. And I really appreciate you calling us. And we really look forward to this NFL season, man. It's coming on. Yes, sir, we do. Yes, sir, we do. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about preseason, man. I'm telling you. (laughs) Me too, man. I don't miss none of it, man. I take all of it in, bro. Hey, but listen, man, it was good talking to you, man. I enjoyed the company. It's always good, Robbie. I appreciate it. Peace and love, brother. You got it, man. Later, Coach. Yeah, Coach, I'm ready for preseason. I'm telling you. And you know what? I found myself watching quite a bit 
of Canadian football lately. You know, the field is a little longer, a lot of guys out there on the field, but hey, it's still football. Yeah. You know, and I've, and I've enjoyed it too, though. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a football junkie, so it doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll, I'll go and watch the JV games. I, mean, <laughs> I don't like Pop Warner too tough, but I will go and watch a JV game in a heartbeat. Yep. Especially if my neighbor's playing, somebody that I know is playing on one of those teams. Yep. Hey, well, guys, we're here on the Sports Info UM Radio Show, and we'll be back here with more sports information after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. so much for doing that today is my birthday july 13th 1964 and i was born on friday the 13th a great day for me i love that friday 13th man i can't tell you but coach it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports a whole lot going on in the world of sports what's on your mind coach coach i'm gonna tell you what the hardy thing has played out i think that uh 
they're going to go with it, uh, with the ruling. They backed it off to four games. Uh, that increases his salary by three and a half million. I think the Cowboys are saying, Hey, you know, we're happy that, uh, we're going to have him on the field pretty quick. And so, uh, I think if he can keep his nose clean, it's going to be good for the Cowboys. Well, you know, that's saying a lot by itself, but I really think if he can keep his nose clean, that, um, that he's going to be a very productive player. And here's a guy that's, that missed games last year. He's going to miss four games this year. He's lost a lot of money. I mean, when you look at it, he's probably lost $10 million in the last year and a half. So, uh, and, and that's not even including all the money he's had to lose off the field because he was um, acting a fool off the field. You know, things we don't understand with these guys is they have a they have a life where they go out and make money by just showing up, whether it be showing up to a nightclub to make $3,000 or showing up to a car dealership to make $5,000 or maybe a, a new donut shop open and they get an opportunity to stand, go, go there for three or four or $5,000. So they're constantly making money. And when you act the fool, um, beat up women and do stupid stuff, you don't have those opportunities to, to make that kind of tip money that they call it. You know, it ain't, that's all it is for them. 3000 here, 4000 there. It's tip money for them, Coach. Well, Coach, uh, I like to be tipped like that. I ain't never been tipped that good. But, uh, uh, you know, Coach, I'm hoping that he's gained a little maturity. Uh, they say, say that he's doing uh, pretty good uh, in uh, uh, the OTs. Uh, for Dallas, and Dallas is pretty, from what they're saying, they're pretty happy with how he's acting. So maybe he's got it on. You know, maybe he's, you know, he was definitely one of the best uh, sack men in the in the league when he was eligible to play. Oh, w- without a doubt. Well, he, he was a beast when he when he played. And, and I guess that's another concern, Coach. Um, will the layoff hurt him? You know, we've seen guys take layoffs and come back and, and not be nothing close to what they were, you know, uh, especially in the skill position um, players. Will, will he be able, will he be anything that resembled the, the Greg Hardy that we saw before the suspension? Well, Coach, you know, uh, yeah, uh, going to, on that vein, you know, uh, did you see Ronnie Lott's post to uh, Pierre Paul about the, he, you know, I didn't realize he had lost, uh, Ronnie Lott lost uh, his pinky. The story of, is that Ronnie Lott's finger was hanging off, and he told him just cut it off because he couldn't play with it hanging. Yeah, and Coach, he said, though, afterwards that it was a lot of psychological damage to him, even though he doesn't feel like it physically affected his play, it did psychologically. So he's saying everybody's talking about, you know, the physiological problems that Pierre Paul may have, he's saying it's going to be more psychological than it is physical. I would, I would agree with Ronnie Lott. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, we think we're invincible, especially when we're young and healthy and strong. But when something as simple as that happens to you, it lets us know how we are not invincible and we are, we could easily be broken or, or we can easily be brought down. And I think that's the mental hurdle that he's going to have to overcome. And I, I would agree with, um, with Ronnie Lott that this is going to be a mental, um, a mental issue that he's going to have to deal with. And 
this is going to be an issue he's going to have to deal with mentally because of the money situation. You know, I mean, right now he's looking at a situation where he possibly will not make that $60 million. Okay. And he's got to wonder if, if it's going to affect his game to the point where he'll ever get another big contract. Yeah, you're right. And, 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 and will he, you know, that's, that's a question. He may and he may not. I hope that he plays well enough that, um, that he does have an opportunity to, um, to, to, to recoup some of this money. If, if he doesn't make it on this contract, maybe he'll, maybe he'll learn from this whole experience, come back. He's still a young man at 29 years old. Maybe he signs a three-year contract. At 33 years old, he signs another. He's ready to re-up with another contract, and maybe he'll be as, as healthy and strong as he's ever been, and maybe he'll be able to recoup some of that money if he loses money on this one. Coach, you know, we've talked about it before. You wonder what these guys are thinking, you know. He's he's firing off fireworks when he could have easily afforded to have a professional do it. Uh, this weekend, it looks like uh, an all, uh, a past NFL player is in a boat, in a lake, outside of Dallas, falls overboard, doesn't have a, a life jacket on, and a guy can't swim. Well, they can't find his body. So you know he's he's drowned. And what do these guys think about? I don't know. I don't get it. Coach, Rory McIlroy, he's a professional okay. golfer. He, he ruptures a tendon in his ankle playing soccer. Yeah. What are just, these guys thinking about, Daryl? Hey, hey, Coach, I'm just saying, you know, these, these guys, they, they, they really think that they're invincible. And, 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 I, and I say that because... I was 23, 24, 25, 26 once before. I'm only 39 now. It wasn't that long ago. But, you know, it was some years back, man. I thought I was invincible. You know, I really thought that if I sprained my ankle the next day, I was good to go. You know, it was, it was just, you just really feel that way. And I, I know these guys feel that way because when you put your body through some of the situations they've been put through, they really think that they can go through anything. You know, when, you, when you're out there and it's 119 degrees and you're running just like it was 78 degrees and you're doing these wind sprints and you've already been in the weight room for two hours already that day, and guess what? You may even do that again later on that afternoon. These things lead us and make us believe that we are invincible. No one can touch us. No one can hurt us. Nothing can hurt us. We could play in a fast-pitch baseball game today and play in an NFL game tomorrow. But that's not how it always is. That's not how it always works out. And and when you're talking about your career, it can make a world of difference. It 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 does make a world of difference. Without a doubt, it, it makes a world of difference. And and um, uh, if there was one a former Tampa Bay player um, hurt himself with fireworks as well. Who was that, Coach? Well, um, a Tampa Bay player. He, that should, we should have asked Robbie. He's a uh, um, he hurt himself with the um, fireworks. Yeah, but you know these 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 things happen, and we hopefully someone will learn from them. Well, I know that uh, we we think that they will learn from them, and you hope that they do, but they don't always uh, pay attention to. 
uh, their past history. They don't learn from their mistakes. So uh, I think Pierre Paul, I think he's a pretty smart guy. I think maybe he just realizes now uh, and that he'll be smart in the future. Uh, you never know. It's just like the Hardy thing. You know, will the guy stay out of trouble? Uh, I hope so, you know, because he's a talent and now he's lost. Uh, he's lost his ability to play for, uh, you know, a year and, well, a third. So yeah. how many games does he have left in his body mm -hmm. or his career? And when you start giving them away, that's a big difference. Yeah. Well, here's the story about the uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers cornerback C.J. Wilson lost two fingers oh in a fireworks incident last week. His father oh. told a Charlotte, North Carolina television station. So he lost two fingers, Coach, C.J. Williams. Oh, my goodness. C.J. Wilson. Uh, let me get that right. Um, doing the same thing, um, Pierre Paul. And like I said, uh, I said this last week, Coach, when you make big money, you make three or $400,000 a year, uh, you make $1.8 million a year, you make $12 million a year. You do not get black cats and skyrockets. You get those heavy-duty fireworks, you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you go, you, you, know, you, go, you go to north of the border. What's that, what's that place in South Carolina, south of the border? South of the border. Yeah. yeah, you go to south of the border to get your fireworks, baby. You don't get the ones on. You don't get the ones in the Walmart parking lot. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> you ain't getting sprinkles. Uh, what are those things called? Sparkles. Sparkles. You ain't getting yeah, sparkles. no sparkles. No black cats. No. Now, and this kid, and, and you know, you, you really, it really concerns me when you look at this kid. He's lost two fingers. Now, his career in the NFL is probably over now he, because he's no Jason Pierre-Paul. You know, Jason Pierre-Paul is a pro bowler. Um, uh, he's a high draft pick. Um, this, this kid here, we, we're, we're going to see exactly what's ha what happens with him. And this happened on 4th of July weekend, 4th of, on the 4th of July holiday. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you like to think the kids finally get their shots that they – They'll be smart about it, but that's not always the case. No, it's 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 not always the case, Coach. It's not always the case. Wilson in his final season of a two-year deal that co that co that holds a non-guaranteed base salary of five hundred and eighty-five thousand for the two thousand fifteen season. Non-guaranteed. So if they cut him, his money's gone. He won't. He won't see any of that five hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. I doubt he'll be on. He'll be ready to be on the field when uh, uh, preseason starts. Yeah. Well, I, I doubt if he's going to be on this team during during the preseason um, because I don't. I don't see them um, willing to pay him if he can't do anything for this team, especially when he gets injured in a situation like this. If he had gotten injured on the field. I, I could see them possibly doing something, but here's a young man that bent over with some matches and blew his finger off. Come on. He may have had a cigarette lighter. I'm not sure, but he bent over with some kind of fire contraption and blew his finger off and then blew his career away. Yeah. That's what we should be saying. This kid just, just blew his career away. Yeah. Two fingers that are gone. 
Oh, that's 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 really scary, Coach. I'm concerned about, and and you know, really, ho- hopefully, hopefully, this will be a lesson to all. I mean, to all of us. Let the professionals deal with the fireworks, or get you some sparkles and black cats, and maybe you just have a little 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 ting or a little you know little tinge from the fire, but you you'll have your fingers. <laughs> yeah, man, get you some sparkles and black cat. You know, yeah, they're a lot safer, and they're not even that safe, but they're a lot safer than than these things these guys are using. It's, it's Coach, just, I want you to be careful with those uh, cake candles. You know, <laughs> yeah. I know you're only thirty nine, but you got to be careful. I will. I will be careful with the with the cake candles, Coach. I I will. I I, I really will, and I'm working on that. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm working on it. Yeah, but um, Coach, hey, what can we say, Coach? I know that uh, we're when we come back. I'd like to talk about the hottest guy in golf right now. He's he's tearing it up, and uh, he he's looked like. Uh, he might be the guy to, to replace Tiger Woods' pull that, that the golf has missed in the last couple of years. And uh, he's he's looked awful good. I mean, Coach, he, he was down by about seven strokes going into that last round and, and came on and won. And so, to me, that's that says, you know, I think he's won like three of the last seven or something. And – uh Everybody's saying he's the guy to beat. I I would have to say um, he is the guy to beat. And um, now that Rory McIlroy will not be um, participating in in any golf for some period of time, look like he's gonna be the man for for a while now, yeah, for for some time to come. He's uh, he's representing pretty well. He, you know. He, uh, he keeps his game is strong in all aspects, and so that seems to be the secret. And and, and hey, I, I I would have to um, I'd have to say yes to coach. Yeah, and first, you know I I hope that we uh, don't miss you know the fact that uh, uh, Tom Brady has made a couple of statements lately uh, saying that. He, uh, you know, is prepared to do whatever uh, to help his team win. Uh, and I'm wondering if he's just going to let it fade away if he does, in fact, accept the four-game suspension. If he, if it doesn't favorably turn out his way, if he'll just kind of let it be. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it's best? Judge, I think it's good for football that he takes it. If he takes it, does he admit um, he did something wrong? Well, I think he'll come out and say that he didn't feel like he did anything wrong, but that uh, he's able to be the bigger man and uh, let the NFL decide that decision. And so uh, I think that's just what the owner did. The owner said, you know, we're not going to appeal the million-dollar fine or – the first round draft choice and the fourth round draft choice. I think he's getting his lead from Kraft, the owner. 
I think he is too. And um, and I, but at the same time, I think the public is going to look at this and say, "Hey, when the when the story first came out, you never said, "Hey, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not guilty of anything." And now you're saying, "Hold on, well, I'll just take my four game suspension and I'll walk away and, and let this let this hide up under the rug." I think this I think this shows his guilt. And I think this is not gonna. If he if he walks away from it and accepts his punishment, I think this is gonna hurt his career. And we're gonna always talk about how Tom Brady won a Super Bowl, and he didn't have enough air in the balls. And we're gonna and, and more and more. This is just gonna fuel fire to this coming up in this upcoming season. Hey guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back with more Sports Info and more Tom Brady and more Peyton Manning. More sports info. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, Coach, you were saying that uh, it looked like Tom Brady is going to do like Greg Hardy did, take his punishment. And going on down the road, uh, I I don't think this is a good thing for Tom Brady. I, I think since the onset of this whole uh, Deflate Gate came out, Tom Brady has not been vocal enough. He's not been 
defensive enough as far as I'm concerned. And here's another situation where it looks like he's not going to be defensive at all. He's not going to put up a defense. He's just going just gonna to take it and walk away. Uh, I, don't, I don't think this is good for him. Well, Coach, I think he's smart because I think there's a lot more than just smoke with this stuff. And I think if he comes out and beats on his chest and says, I'm not guilty, I'm not guilty, I think some things may eventually come out that make him feel like, you know, uh, then it would really hurt his reputation. I think even worse than it has already. Well, and, uh, do you think do you think he may have went into the meeting with um, Roger Goodell and Roger Goodell presented the evidence to him and said, hey, do you really want to fight this time? Do you really want all of this to be exposed? Do you really want what these guys have said in private to become public? And I'm talking about the people that he worked with. Yeah. Well, I think it all it all focuses around the fact that these two ball guys uh, were let go by uh, the uh, uh, the Patriots, and they've kind of got a, a squash on them, and none of them, they're not saying anything. And I think that uh, if he beats on his chest too much and says he's being unjustly treated, uh, that it's going to end up hurting him in the long run. That's my personal opinion. Do you think that those guys that um they, they really didn't get released. They almost, I think they just kind of got suspended or they haven't been brought back to the team. They're kind of in limbo. Do you think those guys are still getting paid by someone? Oh, I think somebody's paying them, Coach. And I yeah. think uh, regardless of what happens, they'll always – they keep their mouth shut. They'll always have a, a little income because, Coach, could they turn out a book or what? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and not, only, not only a book. Do you know how much somebody's going to pay them to, to, to hear their story? Because we both know as coaches and as players that that wasn't a one-time incident. That no wasn't way. just in the Indianapolis Colts game. That was something that had been done more than once over a, a vast period of time. And if they were to let out the bag, I think it would really hurt the, not only Tom Brady, but it'll hurt the program even worse. I agree. I, I think it would really hurt the program because um, Tom Brady is the poster boy for the program. I mean, he he's the face of the franchise, so it, oh, it, would, yeah. it would hurt him. It would hurt his career tremendously. It would it would damage the reputation of this team. It would damage the reputation of this city, of the of the city of. Uh, of Boston and New England area. So I really think that Tom is doing the right thing, but I think this is going to come back to bite him. I think this might even be one of those things that's going to, um, that's going to tarnish his career and possibly even hurt him um, getting into the hall of fame on the first ballot. And that, that will truly be a shame if Tom Brady doesn't get in the hall of fame on the first ballot. Uh, well, Coach, I think you're right. And, uh, I'm not sure that he deserves to get in the first round, or the first, the first go around. If, in fact, a lot of this is true, there's just too many things that has happened with the Patriots in the last ten years that make you feel kind of queasy as a coach and a player. To me, anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah. And hey, it, it, if Tom Brady goes down, boy, anybody can go down. And oh, sure. You know. And I anybody. think that's what Fidel's trying to prove a point. I think he's trying to say, hey, look, it doesn't matter if you win the Super Bowl or have won Super Bowls or one of the record breakers. You know, you're not, we're not going to allow you uh, to think you're above the game, that you're more important than the game. I think, I think uh, Goodell's got it right. All right. Well, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see him come down. I was really happy to see the punishment come down because, you know, a lot of us thought Tom Brady was like the FSU football team thought they were invincible, you know, untouchable. And um, we find now that even the biggest stars are touchable. Even Tom Brady can be suspended. And if Tom Brady can be suspended, anybody in this league can be suspended. Oh, sure. Yeah, and, and, and you're right. And, 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 and Goodell is sending out a hard message, a, a heavy-hammered message here, that if he'll, if he'll take down Tom Brady, poo, some of you peons are definitely in, in, in the tracks of his um. Of, of of his bulldozer. Oh, coach, and uh, and so you 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 think that uh, of course some of them don't pay any attention, but I think it sends a message that some of these guys say, "Hey, you know, uh, if Tom Brady can get swatted down, so can I, and I don't make twelve million a year, so maybe maybe it'll be a good a good learning curve for." Uh, other young guys going into the league. And, and you're right. You know, um, we were just talking about it. The kid, um, C.J. Wilson, makes $585,000. Now, don't get me wrong, $585,000 is a, is a humongous salary for anyone in America. But for an for NFL football player, uh, that's not a very not, big salary. No, that's not. You know, not, not, not compared to um, Greg... Um, um, Greg Hardy, who who's going to miss three million dollars just for missing uh, four games, he's going to miss like three million dollars. Yeah. So that's a that, you know that that's nothing compared to um, to Greg Williams' salary. However, that's a lot of money for the average person, and Roger Goodell is letting these guys know if he's going to take down one of the highest paid salaries in the league at almost twenty million dollars per, he will take down. Anybody else under that? Yeah. It doesn't regardless of who are you are. Uh, Goodell saying, if you play with the integrity of the game and cheat, you're not going to be with us. And then Tom Brady did just that. He cheated. Uh, he made, maybe, and I'm not even going to say this is a mistake. No, Tom, Tom Brady cheated, Coach. Yeah, you know, know, and and you jokingly say, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But uh, you and I know there's a fine line there where uh, maybe you bend a rule. uh, Maybe you try to find some extra advantage, but you don't don't do something that's overtly wrong. And I think that's what he did. I think that's what they did. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't. Only guy. I mean, it's it's not like Belichick didn't know what was going on. Come on, the guys oh, control yeah. everything in his program. You can't tell me that he didn't know 
that uh, these guys uh, were deflating the ball. Right. Well, Coach, uh, Randy Moss says about the deflate gate, over some air? If he did it, so what? That's what Randy Moss says, Coach. Uh, I think Randy needs to take a, a little little more in-depth look at this whole whole situation. I really do. <laughs> but, Coach, this is one of, one of the stories that we're going to be talking about this week. Uh, you'll be hearing this story coming up quite a bit now. All right? Aaron Cromer, uh, a Bills assistant coach, yeah, was was arrested for assault and battery. All right. Oh yeah, uh, now he's coming out saying that the kid attacked him. some high school kid, age kid, or uh, he was pretty young. You know, this guy is forty eight years old, and it one you know he was the interim head coach uh, for uh, the Saints back in the in that uh, Bounty Gate mm-hmm. in New Orleans. And right. so the guy knows better. You know, you'd think this guy, you know, you're not going to put your hands on an underage guy or a young guy and and think it's nothing going to happen to you. Now, he's trying to say that he was just protecting himself, and uh, yeah, I, I don't see it. But, you know, I, I, I could be wrong. Hey, I, I, don't, I don't know, Coach, but I, I know one thing. When we're adults, we really have to use a lot of discretion when we're dealing with kids. You know, both you and I know that because we, we, we work with kids a long time in schools and programs and camps and coaching. But you, 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 you can't lose your cool as an adult on a kid. Okay, oh, care how he provokes you, what goes on, just can't do it. Coach, we worked in a situation uh, at the end of our careers, our teaching careers, uh, at an alternative school. And you and I both know how easy it is to have your buttons pushed, yeah. uh, even if the kid is young. And so uh, you hate to think it, but you've got to have enough uh, smarts uh, to back off and say, hey, uh, I'm not going to get caught up in this. Exactly. And, and, and um, it's the, the report states that he punched this kid in the face. Yeah. You know, I mean, it yeah. wasn't like... He shook him or grabbed, grabbed him. him. He, he actually punched him. And uh, I, I'm thinking that uh, regardless, uh, they're going to look at it as uh, an assault that can't be just, you know, glossed over. Right. And, uh, and I'll tell you this, too. Um, that kid, this, this story may go away. It may go away in the next few days. But, um, that 18-year-old kid, he's probably getting ready to get paid, too, though. Oh, you know, yeah. These he, stories he's go away. Yeah. Don't, don't ever forget, Coach. Money talk and that BS just walk away. You understand what I'm saying? You got the oh. money and that BS will just walk away. You know, and, and that's why. They're, they're, out, they're, out, uh, they're in Florida right now looking at cars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, you know, this 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 will probably walk, but uh, we're going to be talking about this for at least this week. And the more we talk about it, the um, the least chance of it going away. And this this guy's forty eight years old. Um, he's he's been coaching in the league since two thousand and one. Hey, he he knows better. He he knows. He, he really hey, coach, does. You know, the thing about it is, what's really terrible for the guy is he was you know. Rex Ryan said that this was going to be a big step forward for him 
uh, uh, this was going to be something they were looking forward and, uh, to uh, using him as a positive uh, role model on the team. And now this comes out. I'm saying, hey, this this wasn't what Rex Ryan envisioned when he hired the guy. Right, right, and and let's just hope that um he can get through this and. And if he did something wrong, he should be punished for it. You know, that's bottom line. You know, if he, if yeah. he punched a kid, um, there, there should be consequences for that. You know, him punching a kid, it, to me, is, is, um, is no different than a kid punching a woman. You know, here's a grown man, 48 years old. Uh, he should know better. He should have more, uh, more control of himself. You know, Coach, uh, Peyton Manning came out and said, quarterback speed is overrated. I guess when you have none, it's overrated. <laughs> yeah, Coach. If you can't run out of sight, Fate Manning might be one of the few guys I could outrun. Yeah. yeah, man. That Peyton be running. He's like, man, my shadow's right beside me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, it's been fun. It's been a whole lot of fun. I'll see you next week on the Sports Info UM radio show. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info UM. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.